There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Where to begin? Who am I looking at? Sometimes I, I have to look twice mm. at this new person in front of me. What are you feeling if you did not know me? If you were in a terrible accident, mm-hmm. lost all your memories. Mm-hmm. Your your hippocampus was wrecked, mother. Honey, wrecked. My Honey. hippocampus wrecked in an accident. Oh. And if you saw me for the first time, mm-hmm. listen, I didn't want to talk about the hair that much, but since Matt what do you is- expect? I have to react to stimuli. Please. Okay. So then, what do you think of this person? I must. I would think femme fatale. I would think <laughs> icy Sharon Stone, basic instinct, pussy barren, ice pick wielding. Troublemaking. Oof. Femme fatale of the Sharon Stone ilk. It's giving me a little bit unapologetic Slytherin, hun. It's a saying girl. Draco, fuck it. You walk into a room and Draco Malfoy drops the fine china he's holding. He says, Who the fuck is my sister? It is giving me high impact. It's giving me shock. It's giving me lightning type. It's yes. giving me everything I need and more. Girl, thank you. How do you feel? I think it's all I think it's giving is corn silk. I'm in my corn silk era. One of the best eras to be in. It ex- actually goes Charizard era, and then you go to your corn, corn silk, silk era. era. <laughs> Corns. That's actually the evolution. Bitch. When? Do, wait, what? Bitch. 
When do you think you'll be in your corn silk era? Are you in it already? You know, perchance I am, Bo. Perchance I am. What? Okay. How are you doing? Let's talk about you. Well, I actually tested positive for the novel coronavirus. Thank you. It's so it's so interesting that you and I are. I'm sorry to cut in. No, but I love that we've all agreed as a culture that we will no longer use the COVID sort. Well, no, we will no longer use the Valerie Cherish. I got it. No. In order to announce that we have. No, no, no. I'm saying it clearly because we need more clear information. Thank okay? you. This is what we're all saying. We need more clear information. So I'm going to be as clear as day when I say I tested positive for the novel coronavirus, parentheses, Omicron's version. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I stand here and I've done a dance with the devil. And it has ended with us both bowing to each other and leaving the dance. Oh, Mm-hmm. An honorable dance. It was an honorable dance. She gave me a she gave me a tango. Sometimes when you tango. dance with her, she doesn't let you out of her grip. She leads. She leads. You follow. And you think you led in this dance? No, 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 no. There were two days where she had me shivering on the couch, doll. She doll. had me shook, as Lisa Barlow would say, and we'll get into it. I'm literally shaking. That was that meme was me on the couch. <laughs> See, with COVID, that's the Omicron's meme we version. should be using <laughs> in order to signal that we have COVID. I'm shaking. I'm literally, I'm literally shaking. shaking right I'm literally shook. <laughs> on the phone right now, COVID test center number six. Honey. So we've both danced with the devil since our last episode. We have. So much has happened. You had COVID. I had COVID. I had to cancel the whole rest of my shows, doll. Oh my god. Think about that. That was that did not feel good. 2021 was a different world. She got she warped herself there at the end. And then I think you and I ended it on a very lovely, enriching note in a mm-hmm. very perfect place. And a place yeah. that I think we love and are and are very connected to for the rest of our lives. That was Mexico City. Mexico City, CDMX, you know. It really came through. It really came through. We loved it all, didn't we? I There's not much more to say. I say that there was just so much to discover and enjoy. And what if you had to give trip highlights, I think mine would probably be drinking in the canals. We drank at, um, yes, Hochimilko. Mm. Um, perfect. Perfect experience. Matt had me ask the mariachi band if they knew any Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And I did ask them. And I was given the look I should have been given. Any, that The look that anyone should get <laughs> when they ask a mariachi band in Mexico, do they know any Beyonce? It was less a thing of I legit wanted Bowen to ask so that you Beyonce were, would get played. You wanted to do a bit. It was sort of, will Bowen ask them, do you guys know Beyonce? And I just wish I had taped it because he did. And he did receive a look similar to the one he is describing. The guy was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, we don't. Someone oh wants to say hi to you. Oh my god! So right and now I'm holding up the Gengar slash Haunter that Bowen. It's a stuffed animal Pokemon that Bowen bought on the canals. It's actually. Oh, I see what they're doing now. So it's an it's a Haunter that looks suspiciously suspiciously like an Axolotl, which is <gasps> native to Hochimilko. But I think what they're doing is the 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 feet are actually <sighs> the Haunter's hands. 
And then the thing, the thing at the side is just Haunter's, the rest of Haunter's head. Oh, wait. I hadn't looked at it like that before. Yeah, this is the okay. first time I'm looking at it Get like a screen that. grab of this because now, now I want people to understand what we're looking at here. Okay. So these, and these very much look like its feet, but actually they're his hands. Yes. You know how Haunter looks like, what Haunter looks like. You're so right. I hadn't thought about that before, though. Anyway. It's, it's really giving feet. Anyway. It's giving feet. Bowen bought that on the canal itself. People just will sort of row their boat up to the side of your your boat and make transactions. It's really a wild scene. It's a wild scene. Uh, and then other trip highlights included the food, um, mm. the neighborhoods, mm. the history. Mm. And we went to Frida's house. We went to Frida's house. She suffered. She suffered in her life. She suffered very much. And the museum is a testament sort of to her art, but also they really let you know. She suffered. Yeah. This was the bed where she... Suffered. Laid pussy up. Yeah, and suffered. And suffered. She suffered over here. She suffered over there. She suffered in the kitchen. She suffered in the living room. She suffered in the gardens. She suffered everywhere all around that house. Girl, but you know what room I loved in that house? Tell me what room. The room where she took photographs of herself and then they put photos... Like, she took selfies... On beautiful film, and she like, or was they weren't selfies, but they were just like she posed for photographs in a way that was just like, oh, that person has star quality. She was that girl, you know what I mean? She Ooh. even though she suffered so hard, yes. and so much, she still managed to be that girl. Who is like that now? Like someone who suffered but is still that girl? I want to say. Malala? Malala, yes. She definitely suffered in a similar, I say, girl, uh, similar akin to Frida. Patty Harrison? <laughs> Patty Harrison has suffered and she is that girl? She is that girl. She remains that girl. Who else? Um, I would say, damn, I, I would say, you Lindsay know who? Lindsay Lohan. You know who? Yeah. Brad, Bradley Jackson. Bradley from Jackson. The morning, from Morning Show. <laughs> These are all Frida Kahlo-esque. <laughs> She suffered, and she's still that girl. That was top of mind because... Yeah, oh, congratulations. Congratulations to you, and we'll congratulate the third graders, but yes, go. So the reason I found out that the morning show was getting renewed for a third season was because Bowen tagged me in the incredible website, Instagram.com, and I saw that I had a tag from him, and it was in. I was tagged in the announcement that the morning show is going to be renewed for a season three. I put it on my story. I have never <laughs> received this outpouring of support. I have never received this response from putting a story up. Everyone is in my DMs celebrating the third graders getting this new job. And I have to say, if I only knew that I had so much family out there oh, that also there. watches the morning show, and if I can be even a conduit, for them to experience this television show. You have started a movement, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, we will continue this show for seasons four, season five, season six. Yes. We're seeing them all the way through. We are going the distance. The third Let's graders are, I know, go. celebrating. And a lot of people have questions, and they're saying, are they the fourth third graders, graders become fourth graders? Yeah, I think yes. Mm -hmm. The staff remains the same. They're not being held back. No. The school, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, in the school system. Right. Like, like, no one, no administrator is going to think, no, 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 no. They are very behind in math. No. They've not gone to a single math class this year. 
No, their career started. Thank you. Their career started. When I started having incredible success. You were doing math? I wasn't doing math anymore. You were going I, to PE? Not when I got to this height. Once I got to this height. No. I wasn't going to see you in earth science. Forget it. The third graders have started their professional careers. Drop everything and read. More like drop everything and break the season, right? More like drop everything and write. Because you've you, you've exemplified your talent and your gift. And they have a gift for storytelling. These writers. The way they break story is so crazy. And if you think for one second that And Just Like That isn't getting a second season. They might not be. You're deeply mistaken. No, you're deeply mistaken. <laughs> no, there's been reports. No. You've seen the reports, right? Well, I haven't seen any of these so-called reports. Explain okay. to me. Explain to me how we're not moving forward with the story of Did, Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte. Explain. Similarly, on the Variety Instagram page, there was a whole grid post dedicated to this rumor that, and just like that, will not return for another season because of the Chris Noth allegations, which doesn't really that is the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. So you 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 just you you don't you don't you don't believe it. The show will get a second season because everyone is, is in love it. with Che Diaz. <laughs> there has never been a character there that really has been hasn't. so so high impact. And it really is. Uh, do you feel hey, like we're eating crow? Do you think we're we're eating crow like since three weeks ago? Because we were over here being like Che Diaz is awful. We can't stand this character. No, no, no. Let's now be look clear. at us tail between our legs <laughs> saying Che is an icon, huh? Che is an icon. Well, here's the deal. Sometimes it's not what it's. It's like what Gia Gunn famously says. Well, what you want to do is not necessarily what you're gonna do. Thank you. And what you might want to do is say, no, I don't like Che. Che doesn't make any sense. Che is making everyone's life worse. I don't like anything to do with Che. That might be what you want to say. What you're going to do is watch Che. Che Diaz has got their finger in Miranda's puss and their hand over America's mouth. Yeah. Saying, shut <laughs> up. I am here to say. And Che Diaz is fingering the television audience. And we can Yeah, I was going to say, they have their fingers in all of our pussies. Oh, you have no idea how fingered I feel whenever Che comes on the screen. It is so... We watched the last episode together. Not the not the most recent. Well, we watched 105 we together. Watched, we watched the one, that, the one that counted, 105. Tragically um, hip. Tragically hip, uh, which is... Kind of, it's, it's such a meta title. I just love that as a title. The titles have been giving, I will say. Okay, but the titles are making me question how much of this is like campy, like in the way that it's like self-aware about how like crazy it is. What we have to stop and start realizing is that this is not Sex in the City. It's its own beast. I know, I know. And I don't think Sex in the City was too campy. It no. was fantastical but yeah. i'm i'm saying and just like that is camp because we need you i don't think you've talked about ltw and charlotte's interaction oh, no. being sesame street so can you please explain this unfortunately 
you actually will enjoy the show more. And I, I give this to the readers. And I agree. I know that I look out for you every single time. You and so really I do. want you to start committing to doing this. Every time Charlotte and LTW are in a scene together, watch it as if what you're watching is the television's program, Sesame Street. It is simply... It, it, the only way you can explain away the reality that those two exist in is that they are Muppets working together to teach us a lesson. I got you a latte. I got you a latte. Listen, I really want you to come to a party. I would love to go to your party. I love hanging out with you. Great. I feel the same way. I'm going to get a party together and invite you over the phone. Your husband will be there. He sure will. And your husband. And I guess we should have guests. Um, the kids? Oh, I don't know about that. How about other adults? It'll be an adult dinner party. Yay! All right, I'll call you by phone. Hmm, off to myself now. I don't want her to be the only black person there. Hmm. I better invite another black person. It's just so, you guys, their, their scenes are... Their dialogue. It's it's their dialogue in particular. but And the performance. There is something about each of those actresses' performances that are like, what are you doing? First of this all... This is amazing. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if... I don't... Because I believe in Nicole Ari Parker. I believe in her more than what I'm seeing. I just hope that there is a shoe that gets to drop with LTW. Because t- you probably agree. That scene or that episode where Charlotte realizes that this woman is going to be the only black person at her dinner party. And so she goes out of her way to invite a black person that, that she knows like any old person to come there. And then when like shenanigans happen throughout the episode, they sit down at lunch and she goes, I invited that person. I don't even like to my house because I didn't want you to be the only black person there. What LTW has to say is, Oh, I think the same way about you trying to protect you as a white person. Oh, LOL. Sip of our tea scene ends. Huh? As if a black person would ever react to that way. I was just like, <laughs> I, I like this is really just a chaotic cartoon in the world of Charlotte. And maybe it got a little bit better in this last episode. Like there wasn't there wasn't much interaction between them though. No, episode. not even with them. I've kind of moved on from 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 oh, them. Oh, oh. Like I just mean in the world of Charlotte, like her dealing with her child's um you know impending transition here. I have no idea what. I guess I, I want to say I don't know who the show is for, but I actually know exactly who it's for. And it's just probably not for so many people that enjoyed Sex in the City that it's kind of just like, all right, I guess we kind of just got to move on from this one. This is what I said to you at one point. Like, I miss and I know this is not the reason you should watch any television show, but I miss when I would want to be like these women. Yeah. And like, there's, you know, nothing aspirational and that's okay and like uh but i just feel like it was more fun to watch when i took these women seriously and the and the fact that like and i and i told you as as i think one thing that could solve so many problems just for me personally is if one of them what like i like uh one of carrie charlotte or miranda gets fucking like dragged in the funniest way possible like by mm-hmm. someone on the show not by like these peripheral characters but just like like cussed out in the street by teenagers or something like something yeah and i don't know like 
I think it should be one of the new friends. And that kind of happened with um, Seema and Carrie, uh-huh, where they kind of uh-huh. got into it a little bit in the first episode that we met Seema. And I think that's the reason why that's the new friendship that's working for me probably the best out of yeah, all of them. Yeah. Because it feels like we've seen them go through something that's formative enough where I believe a relationship is earned there mm-hmm. with like Miranda and Dr. Naya. Nothing about any of their interactions up to the point where they were having dinner getting really personal was I like, yeah, I can buy this happening. It was only Miranda being a damn flop in class, just like putting like Naya in situations where she was made to be uncomfortable. And then, of course, there was that weird moment with the the um, the little Chucky guy on the subway platform. Uh uh But I don't know if that worked enough for me to believe like friendship between them also why did naya get the only scene in like the whole season so far the only like little like series of scenes where she's just fully separated like there's no real connection to the core three women like it's just you see her going on a date like a double date with you know like this 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 couple and then fucking her husband in the next scene like i They gave her like a subplot and it kind of was like, this is episode six of the first season and she's just now kind of, like they've cut to her family a couple of times but never like this. And I'm like, I just wonder in the grand scheme of things, like what is that leading towards? Like how does that connect back to the, how does that connect back to the story? Like, are you just telling a story about this woman? Because if so, like just throwing her a scene every three episodes where that happens, like, and now we're only getting into it in episode six is not like serving the character. It's just distracting from a narrative you're telling. Yeah. And, and they are telling a story about Carrie, Miranda and Charlotte. That's the story that they're telling. Yes, yes. So how is this all serving it? You know what I mean? My theory is, um, she ends up hiring a surrogate and then the surrogate is Samantha and then she comes back. See, because this is the thing. This is the world of the third graders. Uh-huh. Is that it's sort of like, uh, do I almost wish Samantha would come in and be the surrogate? Yeah. I, I will say out of the the actresses, Karen Pittman. Oh, s- there's nothing slay. wrong with, with Karen Pittman. The Everything perfor- right. The performances besides, I'm sorry, Kristen Davis and um, and then LTW, like th- those are, that's the only thing that I'm like, what is going on here? Mm. Like Miranda and Miranda and Carrie are giving you like pretty cool grounded stuff for the most part. I mean, let's just say this: Miranda, Cynthia Nixon, definitely she read on the page. Miranda gets fingered in the kitchen, and she said, "Okay, well, I'm going to make that a moment for everyone's lifetimes." And she barked like a wolf into Saramirez's hand, and. She really barked like a wolf. She barked. How, th- like a that's wolf. really the only way you can describe the orgasm. Wolf bark. Wolf bark. Wolf exorcism. Mm-hmm. Whoa! 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 The eyes are the freakiest part. It was horror film. <laughs> whoa! 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 It's choo-choo train. It was choo-choo train that had a zombie spirit. It was, it was... Oh, Kukla Final Fantasy Moo. VI, Demon oh. Train. You you won't get that reference. Some of the readers will. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly 
bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. 
Can I just shout out shout the readers, out. the publicists who I got to meet through Final Fantasy XIV? Were the publicists playing? The publicists? You have no idea how many of the publicists are like hardcore MMORPG gaming right now. RP RP gaming, whatever. And, and like, can can they ball? I'm I'm horned up for some of these readers who like wow. were, helping, were, were helping me, giving me some items, some equipment. I was like, the generosity here is really turning me on. And I gotta say, going on Twitch was very fun. I only kept, I only went on Twitch when I had COVID. I don't know if I'll go again. Um, Cause I think to like have a Twitch presence, you need to be very consistent and I can't do that. But it was very fun to stream, to like try on the streamer hat for a little bit. It's a very fun community. People are very funny in the chat. Ooh, Matthew, you don't know what you're missing. These readers have... A lot of verve. Oh, yes. Vim, vigor, verve. Vim, vigor, verve, and veracity. What veracity. What is veracity? I feel like it's true. Like the, the way something is truth is, is, is true. The nice thing. Which, which also applies. Are you looking it up? I can tell you are. Conformity to facts and accuracy. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah, make sure. Yeah, I love it. I love, I love calling the, um, the readers uh, ver- <laughs> ver- ver- voracious. <laughs> It's a different. That's voracious, not voracious. What but is I, spelling really? And also, I don't know. People, I don't. I'm people not, know, I, I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be one of those people. I'm sorry. You do mean no, to be I, that. I've gotten better over time. Wouldn't you agree? I don't care anymore about like fucking all that. All that. Um. When when I speak and the readers yes. know in their heart what I mean, you are the most effective communicator. One of the most effective communicators in the world. You really are. I'm not joking. Thank you for saying that. I people, try to be. You speak in people, your face and honest, girl. Countless times, the world, the world over, you are that. <laughs> if anyone is veracious, it's my sister. <laughs> Should the title of that be veracious but spelled veracious but spelled wrong? V e r a c I think we can. We I mean, we might find another one. You're so right, King. I just want to quickly, so that would, that, sorry, what were we doing before the shout out? I just want to close this shout out by saying I, it was so fun to play mm. Final Fantasy 14, which, oh my God, Matt, if you were a gamer, if you could sink in all these hours. If I was a gamer. gamer. It's some of the best storytelling I've ever witnessed in any medium. Mm. And Walker Final Fantasy 14. Oh my God. And there's just one villain in the last expansion. It's like, it's better than Game of Thrones. It's better than Game of Thrones in terms of telling a high fantasy story in a cohesive universe. Mm. Game of Thrones, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I feel like you lose the thread pretty easily. And for this, this game does the thing of making you hooked even as it develops more. What never happens. Grace couldn't do it. No. Desperate Housewives couldn't do it. No, they flopped. Lost flop. Lost. Absolute flop and a half. So we don't even have to talk about Andrus like that anymore. I will say to keep things off on a positive, I think the acting is half incredible. Like Cynthia, if you're going to be given that plot line, you got to sell it like Cynthia Nixon does. And she fucking did. SJP, I'm just, I could just watch her do any. Thing and Ugh. Carrie, Carrie is the best part of the show, which should should always be true, and at least that is true. It's just kind of the 
the ways that the show is trying to navigate 2021 slash 2022 in a way that I don't think it needs to. That's like bothering me. This is the thing I need to put out there. And I texted you this as well before. I know we want to end this on a positive note and we will mm-hmm. because we're watching, we're enjoying. Yeah. But I texted you in that scene at the doctor's office with Jonathan Groff. Like mm-hmm. remember his character kept doing like little asides that were like, well, my assistant, uh, finds that triggering or whatever the line was like and then it was just like it was just all this stuff where i was like i'm realizing that almost every scene in this show has this low frequency of like fear Mm -hmm. of saying the wrong thing yeah to an audience of people who like are much more sophisticated than any of the people in this world who are like well i hope i don't get canceled for wearing a sorry you know like that kind of thing Right. And it's 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 distracting. It's so distracting. And it really, yeah, it takes me out of it. And then I, like, don't take these people seriously. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's I it. also, part of me just wonders, like, if this is the way you're going to flesh them out into an hour-long format, then maybe they're sitcom characters. You know, maybe, maybe <laughs> totally. we're just supposed... Maybe we're just supposed to... That's something I miss maybe a little bit is, like... Is that it was shorter? The 24-minute bite that it was. You know it. what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. the characters got to, be, got to come in and be a little bit more stock. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're going to flesh out the characters like this and develop them like this, and they're going to act like Charlotte, it's like... I, it just feels like cardboard versions of the characters that we knew which is weird because they actually have the opportunity to deepen them yes and i think you know like i said i'm i know it's not for me and probably a ton of people that watched it but to be positive about it it definitely is for certain people you know what i mean people having those late in life you know eye-opening moments about themselves and you know, generationally, like people like even though they're in their like, you know, mid 50s, like finally stepping up for themselves and saying like, no, I'm unhappy. I need to take steps to make myself mm-hmm, happy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think those things happen and are real. And I'm happy there's a show depicting that, especially for women. Like someone posted the other day, like, you know, there's women in the Golden Girls were like younger than the women in and just like that. And isn't it great that we're like not treating them like old ladies? Like, of course. Mm-hmm, but then again, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of this is about how old they are. You know what I mean? Like SJP right. falling apart at 55 and like people dying. It's a lot of doom, gloom and death. And I'm just like, I understand we're examining them at a different part of their age, but like, let's still have them be fun. And I think that there are glimpses of that in the show. Whenever they leave back the doom and gloom and let the characters have fun and discover themselves in fun, vibrant ways that are fun to watch, you know, the show's cool. But when it's not like that, which is a lot of it, it just gets hard to watch. Speaking of Sesame Street, let's just really quickly check in. One of the best shows. We're not disrespecting. Oh, yes. No, 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 no. We're saying it's Sex in the City doesn't doesn't belong on in just like that. That's all. Yeah, right. But totally different. Totally different. Now I'm just I just I want to bring this up because some of the readers wanted us to talk about this. But yes. um, what do you think of this Elmo meltdown? Well, I'm Team Elmo all the way. We're Team Elmo all the way. But it's like it's like when your when your friend like you know snaps. Sometimes the only option is to support them, especially if they're correct. Look, here's the here's the deal. So for people that don't know, Elmo and Zoe were doing a scene. They were doing a scene together. They were doing a scene. And um, they were being filmed for the show Sesame Street. And they were having lunch. They were having dinner. They were, they were eating. They were joining together for a meal. 
Someone dropped off three cookies. Someone dropped off three cookies, so they were going to sit down to eat the cookies. It's weird because there's a cookie in front of Zoe, a cookie in front of Elmo, and a cookie in front of this rock. And Zoe is sort of referring to the rock as rock. Rock is sitting Rocco, there. Rocco. 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 Rocco the rock. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's, it's sitting there. He's sitting there. That's his, that's his cookie, she says. So Elmo says, that's not his cookie. That's a rock. It can't eat the cookie. I would like to eat the cookie. If, if there's no one else who wants it. If the cookie is just going to sit there, because certainly, certainly Elmo thinks Rocco the rock is not going to eat this no! cookie, which is 100% true so zoe has the audacity to be like you know to get upset and be like you can't eat this cookie it's rocco's cookie so now elmo and i think you and i at home are like what world am i living in like are you kidding me so he starts vocalizing that like it's a rock rocco the rock isn't gonna eat the cookie and he's getting upset did he ever get to eat the cookie no (laughs) That is the craziest part of this whole thing. It's so twisted. Naturally, this blew up and is now trending online because it happened on TV. It happened on TV. And this is what happens every day on The Real Housewives, I guess. But something about this is chilling. No, it's chilling because here's the deal. It's Elmo. It's Elmo who is the Kyle Richards of Sesame Street. You know what I mean? Like you are, that's our protagonist, okay? So there's no way you don't love her. And it's not that you don't love Zoe. It's just this is the way this is the way I'm observing the relationship. Zoe needs a lot of help. Zoe's Kim. She needs a lot of help. She's struggling. She's Kim. She's Kim. And she really there's a time to be there for your good sister. And then there's a time to be like, I have to call out the reality right now. And Elmo actually in being honest and not allowing her to live in this fantasy that the rock is going to get eaten by Rocco, uh, or the cookie is going to eat the get eaten by the rock. It's just so stupid, but when I can't even get it out. I can tell you're a frustrated girl. Work through it. I The people need to hear this. You have to create a boundary between a person that believes a rock is anthropomorphic. You have to. Period. What's Is that going to be our first rule of culture of 2022? Yes. It's rule of culture number 40. Six, you, you have, have to, to create, create a boundary, boundary with, with someone, a person, with a person who, who believes, believes the rock, the rock has an has anthropomorphic a morphic presence, presence. Absolutely. That is what culture is built around. Can you imagine if we disagreed on this? I can't because you know why? Why? You and I would never be Zoe to each other. Or you and I would be Elmo's to the other who was being a Zoe. I would hope you would be an Elmo to me. If I was talking so crazy that I said, no, 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 Bowen, and to get upset with you, (laughs) you can't eat this. A rock is going to eat it. I hope you would be Elmo to me in that situation, that circumstance. The line read of Elmo saying, he's a rock. Yeah, it's panic. It's anger. He's he's, he's pissed off. Can we just say like, I believe that things are going to come to blows when I see that scene. I'm like, you, someone has to, someone has to step in here. Where are the producers? Where are the producers? Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Something is going on with Elmo and the culture. Just enjoy. I would love for Elmo to come on the podcast. First if of all. Elmo came on and we could just have a real conversation with him, but what exactly the deal is there? Cause it seems toxic. 
unbelievably toxic. It's getting to him in terms of like he's now he's acting out on other TV shows, like the whole balsamic vinegar thing on oh, the Tonight Show is <laughs> that like really. I don't know what's going on there. We won't recreate it for you, but everyone should. We everyone should go look up Elmo pronouncing balsamic vinegar if you haven't already. It's he's 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 unraveling. I think that it's best to turn our attention to the situation and jo- and, and because it's not him. It's the it's the people that he's around. It's very Truman Show. I think what's happening with Elmo because there are people there that allow <sighs> Zoe to exist with just kind of spouting this conspiracy that Rocco the Rock would even be able to eat that cookie if he even wanted it. Oh my god! And we're talking about the feelings of a cookie. I mean. There's a huge problem. That's like, what is that stage mom behavior, Zoe? What if Rocco doesn't want to be on camera? It's I think so that even now you're up. you're going too far. You're going too far and even approaching the fact that th- that Rock could have any feelings at all. I know. And I don't know, scare I'm sorry. me. You're, no, thank you. And see, this is what I'm saying. Don't you're scare being me, girl. To my Zoe. No, I was and this being is what I'm Zoe. Saying. I will always keep you on Earth, girl. Girl. I will step in to say you are being crazy. And it doesn't matter if I'm looking around saying, I don't like it here on Earth. You go, no, honey, it doesn't no. matter. You're staying. I have to tell you, I'm rewatching Jersey right now. A lot of old Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I found the... Everyone's like, what housewife for you? What housewife for you? I found Melissa, who are you? I'm Dolores. I am not familiar. I'm Dolores Catania. And you, all you have to do is watch and you'll see. You've always been Rena, though. You you switch it I'm up not every Rina. other month. I'm not You've Rina always because... always been Rena. Can I tell you something? A Rena, this is what a Rena does. If Zoe turns to Rena and oh. says, the rock of the rock is going to eat the cookie. Here's what Rena does. Oh, okay. And she goes to her girlfriends and is like, you're not going to believe what she's saying now. <laughs> she is going to take it so far. And I would never do that. I would say to you as Elmo, I'd be like, it's a rock. I don't know. The I'm way too the way, real to be Rena. The way, the way Rena supported Erica Mm-mm. through all of this makes me believe that if if Zoe were to go to Rena and was like, it's a rock, it's a it's a it's an anthropomorphic rock. This rock like wants to eat cookies, Rena would be like, Absolutely it does. Of course it does, babe. I'm like, get out. We don't need that in the world. Stop, stop, stop what you're doing right now. I what? have to tell I have to tell you something. What? You're giving me Erica. With the hair? <laughs> yeah. No. What does that mean? You're giving me... Or what? Or, or what? what? You're or giving what? me retuperative. Oh you're my me, God. You're, you're, in your new hair, in your blonde, shocking hair, you're actually giving me powerful, dangerous Erica Jane energy. Because I thought to myself, if I'm Rinna, then is Bowen. And then I had to gasp no, a little bit. I had to go... No, I, had, I, I was afraid when I gasped. I went... <laughs> Because I saw in you, Erica. Jane. We're not Rena. One and of the Erica. great criminals. She created a caper. We are Meredith and Lisa. I don't know. We are. <laughs> I think we're Erica and Rena. You're Lisa because Lisa can't help herself and is someone who is ultimately so lovable and wonderful. And you have to watch. I I am fully Team Lisa right now, but I'm Meredith in that I am like probably a little crazy even though i keep up like a cool demeanor cool exterior collected exterior i agree and you'll all notice at home that we've sort of arrived at the topic of the real housewives of salt lake city 
And that was by design. That was that was it. And I think we're naturally going from one subject to the but other. But in the naturalness of it, that it, it was by design because here we are. And I want to say that Mary Cosby has left the world stage. So I just <laughs> wanted to say as a bookend, because we famously said what, Bowen? Day two of the 12 Days of Culture, Mary M. Cosby. February something, no, November something, 2020, Mary mm-hmm. M. Cosby hits the world stage. Hits the well, world stage. Jan- circa January 2022, left. She has decided to exit the world stage by not showing up to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. This news has hit the major media outlets. And I think that we can agree that Salt Lake will never be the same because Ding Dong of the Witch is dead. We say Ding Dong, Lost Coast Reese was calling. No, darling. No, 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 darling. Ding Ding Dong of the Witch witch is is dead. dead. I had been saying, I mean, this is obviously satisfying for me as someone who's been saying for a while it's no longer been fun to watch her. What do you think? Why do you think she decided not to come to the I reunion think because and therefore not be in the next season? She realized that she was going to basically be sat down and confronted about being a quote-unquote racist. In her case, I'm guessing, like, it's... And about the church stuff. She's, and just, about- she's just incredibly prejudiced person. And like she, I think like she probably can't answer for the way that her church members are treated. Mm-hmm. She probably can't answer for almost anything she has said or done, all of which have been negative because she acts as if she either is, is the most forgetful person in the world uh-huh. or that it's something to do with how you're perceiving her. I don't know. I'm just literally blabbing on and on. But no, no, Mary, no. I, I'm with Mary you. Cosby. Like, I mean, there's just every reason why she had to go. But I do think it's interesting that it really was us who sort of raised the flags for her in the first place and really welcomed her into culture. And I think that there's a lot to examine in our role. Absolutely. I will also take some credit in us being some of the first, absolutely some of the first people to mm-hmm. say, hey, there's something going on here. The There's tree something is falling. deeply wrong. Mm-hmm. There, the tree is falling. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? And it's really important that we all agree that we did. Because if one person says, I didn't hear it, then all of a sudden we're living in a world where there's two realities. Because people, they just they believe whatever they want to believe. They believe whatever they want to believe. If someone says, I didn't hear that tree do a fully inaccurate yet insane Asian accent impression that really was something huh it was kind of shocking i'm not like shocked by that ever when someone does like quote unquote an accent like that or mm-hmm. when they attempt to but there was something so like oh my god you t- you're gonna do that here yeah it was so <laughs> it was so sh- it was truly shocking i mean there's no other word for it and i'm not terribly shocked usually Yeah, it really was shocking. And I also think you'd have to believe so much about Mary's reality in order to buy anything she says because she knows she's being put on camera. You know what I mean? Like when she decides to do these things, like she does them not just because she doesn't forget the cameras are around. She's thinking about what she's going to project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the fact that she can so easily go these places just says to me, like, Actually, this is a harmful person. This person doesn't care how people feel. She, to me, is in her just social interactions and the way that she manages conflict, obviously someone who 
doesn't care about anyone other than herself. So if this is true, what else is true? She obviously is mistreating members of her church. You see what kind of person she is. She's a dangerous, toxic person who takes no accountability and will do anything to get just something she wants. The W at the end of the day. And it's just like, for me, she is, you know, it's, it it was interesting to watch someone who is that sociopathic, but I'm good not doing it anymore. Exit Mary. Yeah. Exit Mary. Ting Tong. Mm. Ting Tong. Which is dead. Maybe that's title of up to be honest. <laughs> Speaking of dead. Oh. Wow, that could go in such a dark direction. I know. I, I, was don't, literally, I don't know what I was, way you're I was literally just trying to make a stupid segue to the power of the dog. And then <sighs> I did remember in saying it that so many iconic people have passed away. And I felt since the last like episode. Like cuckoo clock. No, it's a lot of lot of people. Betty White. Oh my God, that one hurts. That one hurts. For some reason, there was a the algorithm gave me a YouTube clip that was Betty <laughs> and Lucille Ball playing Password together, mm. and it was just like Lucille like doesn't give a shit and hates that she's there, but Betty is like, it's crazy how even on a game show like a stupid game show like that, she was like a fucking legend. Yeah. Icon. There's no overstating it. She No, she was, I mean, such a giant for such a long time. And, you know, truly one of those people where 100% across the board appeal. You know what I yeah. mean? Like one of those last vestiges of a time when that was even possible. And think about <sighs> if you were a star that early on, and we know how far the entertainment industry has come and how far it still needs to go in terms of like, you know, the treatment of women, the treatment of so many people. She had to have seen so fucking much. She had to have truly survived a lot. And to have that many lives in this industry is like so, you know, unprecedented. I mean, what? She started in like the 40s? Like yeah, the 50s? Much. Like basically like right as Hollywood like became Hollywood. She didn't even like, like you know, like maybe like 20 years ago, someone 20 years older than her her senior like would have been there like as hollywood was starting up but like she kind of like got in right when it started to like be established in a way already does that make sense i think she was the first woman to ep a television show wow yeah i mean she and yeah like and um her earliest sitcoms were like just live tv because it was just like how tv worked back then yeah i mean betty Bob Saget really shocked me. That was a bummer. Um, like, I, 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 yeah. I, that, and talk about someone who, like, I mean, he was really talented. Because Incredible. think about, like, so many of the reasons why you fell in love with Full House have to do with how sweet and gentle he was as a figure of fatherhood and how patient he was and how communicative he was. And that was a really sweet show that succeeded so much due to his specific yes. talent. Mm-hmm. And then to find out that he was so the opposite when yeah. he wasn't doing that, well, to me, just that, I don't know, I did, that that's inspiring to me. Like someone who was able to really um, channel different energies and just a great entertainer. Who like never got painted into a corner. I mean, like, or I, yeah, you're right. Like, it's not even about that. It's just about like someone who embodies two different diametrically opposite things yeah uh in terms of presenting themselves as an entertainer and like he was just so good at 
both of those, which probably told you that he was good at all of it. Um, yeah. He seemed very, very well mannered to me. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he's like he knew the 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 Full House thing was a joke, and uh-huh. he was always he just seemed like a Sydney Poitier. Ugh, like I mean, damn! I can't believe we're going through death. No, but it's been the here's it's, the it's, thing it's, is it's, it's like been there's, a lot. there's been a lot, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a bummer. Like, and especially because it doesn't seem like. Um, I don't think it's people, not COVID it's, it's, it's related. Not, it's, well, no, no and it's sorry. also it's <laughs> not people that pop culturally you like barely knew. You know, these no. are like legends and well-defined people in the public consciousness. Like, <sighs> you know, Sydney Poitier is a legend, and I'm, I'm gonna say Joan Didion. Mm. Like, I just absolutely, and like Eve Babbitts. Like, I mean, there's God, so many, so many crazy, not crazy, just like wild, shocking. Not shocking. I'm stoned, everybody. <laughs> um, just really like, I don't know, sad, sad departures. Yeah. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. 
Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Did you watch Being the Proudest? You did. I did. Okay, what did you think of this film? Um, I think you and I share a lot of the same opinions that I actually didn't mind the writing. I thought the writing was very fun and buoyant for an Aaron Sorkin movie. The direction was the thing that was most confusing because I was like, just down to like, I don't notice direction that much, quote unquote, the way that a lot of people do. Like, I think you are someone who watches film and is like, whoa, like I can tell what the invisible hand here is. But I watched Being the Ricardos and I was like, why the fuck is he on a wide, this insane wide of Lucy while she's just talking like dirty, like over the shoulder to, you know, Javier. Like, I'm like, what is going on here? How did the movie, how did this movie come together and like post, you know, that's the thing that like is confounding me the most. Yeah. I think uh, in terms of the direction, there was like half of it that I thought really worked. Like I ultimately walked away from that movie thinking it was a really smart, uh, examination of a relationship like a relationship study if you will um i definitely like felt every beat of their relationship so in that way like in terms of how you tell a story like i was getting that there Mm -hmm. were some choices of you know shots or devices that i just thought do we need this like in and i'm talking about the entire device of the cutting back like from the interviews. Yes, yes. So that I just did not think we needed that. And it was surprising because it's almost like there's a starter movie or a starter script that has that device. And then mm-hmm, at some mm-hmm. point it gets taken away because you just simply don't need it. He stuck with it the whole the whole way through. Sure did. And um, I don't think we needed that. And then there were some moments where, I don't know, and just because he wrote and directed it, like I think you noticed this and maybe it just doesn't get the note. But there's some things where I'm like, Okay, so you're saying that the way one of the ways we see she's a comedic genius is she knows to like flip the scene so that the comedy is facing the audience. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's this <laughs> yeah, big yeah. thing where she calls Evermark to the studio and she's like, we're yeah, restaging yeah. the dinner scene. And she basically turns their chairs to the, she's like, actually, you're going to face the audience when you do the bit and that'll fix everything. And everyone's like, huh, Luce, you really are a genius. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know, something better than this, guys. <laughs> something better than this. This is something that I that I think we notice as we watch yeah. more things is that it's very hard to call someone a comedic genius in a show or a movie and then exemplify it. Because it's it's just does that make sense? Like it, oh, when, it makes a hundred percent sense. It's so hard when you're being told as an audience member that um this person is an icon of what they do. Yeah. I, no, not, but specifically with comedy. Yes. Yes. Like this person is the the funniest, smartest person there ever was. Yeah. And then you do it limited to the 
to like the restraints of like a film or a, a screenplay or a teleplay. Like it's just, it's hard. I, I can't think of times when that's been done effectively. That being said, Nicole. Nicole was amazing. Does commit herself well to that. And I will say, ultimately, I actually really like this movie. And sh- it, I think it would be really I, yeah. hard not to vote for her for best actress because she just, the, the order was so tall. I mean, yes. this the odds were so stacked against her and you leave that movie and you're thinking Nicole Kidman is a fucking star. And if I have one note for her, it's one that I saw pointed out, which I can't stop thinking about now that I've thought of it, is that when Lucy was performing, her eyes were bigger and more expressive. Yes, and there was yes, just yes. something internal that came out through her eyes that I wasn't necessarily getting 100% with Nicole that being said, she acted the fuck out of that script mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. gave you her speaking voice and gave you so much against everyone saying she was the worst choice for right. her. So I, I respect the house down. We love her. We love Nicole Kidman here. Um, I didn't. I never watched Childhood Chicago 7. I didn't see Molly's Game either, but I feel like I like Sorkin movies where it's about relationships instead of about a person like Steve Jobs. I don't remember a single thing about that movie because it's about like how Steve Jobs was an egomaniac. And like, it wasn't about his, the way he related to other people. And mm-hmm. that's why like, it just doesn't register to me, but like social network is one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. Because it's about how this person is an egomaniac, but is so bad at interacting with every single person who cares about him. You know, like that. I, I like that. That movie also had an incredible director. And that's yeah, not saying yeah, that Aaron yeah. Sorkin isn't a good director. Because no, no, no. I think there's a lot of what he does that is effective. But some scripts, I think, I would have just really been interested to see what another director could have done with this script. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I took I took issue at first with um, the deus ex machina thing in the end of um, J. Edgar Hoover calling. But apparently that actually happened. It so did I- actually <laughs> happen. But also there is something in that deus ex machina like that in the way it feels in the moment yeah that yeah you do you are like a little bit like what, what? Yeah, 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 yeah yeah but i don't know i loved i loved i i didn't love i really enjoyed it i like i put it on because the during when the virus was like peaking in me i was like i might as well watch yeah this movie and i really enjoyed it i thought there was a lot to love i love nina arianda in it as ever yes nina's wonderful or as Vivian Vance, who played Ethel, but she she was amazing. I mean, J.K. Simmons was great. Like, and fucking Javier Bardem was great. Wonderful, wonderful. But we we have to talk about Power of the Dog. We have to talk about Power of the Dog. Let's talk about Power of the Dog, girl. See, this is the thing: is it's like this is written and directed by Jane Campion, and that woman knows how to draw a fucking line through a story. And like, it, so I love this. Yeah. And from the very first moment that this when the, when the screen cuts to black and the score begins that mm-hmm. like it oh. sounds like it sounds like a rope is being tightened like oh i didn't and, think of that so th- and i'm this is i'm up did you watch it twice but when i'm in my set in the middle of my second time watching it it's better the second time I, i've this been meaning to watch it a second time is Ugh. brilliant so like the tension starts right away and then he has that voiceover first of all twink doesn't even begin to describe him the, like, no, he's more than that. He is super twink. He's murder twink. He's murder twink, but I think he's I think he's not even like twink. I think there's something there's another there's there's something we're missing here, but keep going. Well, he is he's yeah. impact. Mm-hmm. So 
He says in that opening monologue, he goes, it's my job to protect my mother. What kind of man would I be if I didn't protect my mother? Or what kind of son would I be if I didn't protect my mother? Something like that. So, and then the movie starts. And from this, when you know what happens in the movie and how the plot unfolds, this is a brilliant script. Mm. This is a brilliant movie. Like Jane Campion and, and just... Talk about like a tall order in terms of direction, those scenes with the cattle, the atmosphere, the fact that they felt like the only people in the world, the whole movie, like the vastness of the where they live, but also Mm -hmm. the small, intimate nature of the house, like the performances. Ugh. you and I reenacted. We're not going to do this. Well, we can if you want. But you and I reenacted Kirsten at the piano because that is I seem to have forgotten how to play. Kirsten deserves it is her time it is her time I was listening to her on Fresh Air today and this was like from an episode weeks ago but like it just her the her process with this movie she's being so generous with like what she's telling you know what she's saying in interviews about like how she approached this character I'm learning so much and is that so stupid I'm, I'm no, learning it's so not much stupid about at all about like what when it, I, I just, just of how someone does their job effectively, just in general. She's yeah, just she's giving like, a glimpse into her process. Oh, it's she's so good in this. It's crazy. Yeah, you've mentioned the dream work that she says she does. Yes. I think that's fascinating, and you know, like just the relationship she discusses having on set with Benedict, who I did drag. I did. I don't think so, honey for being, um, you know, method on set to the point where he didn't shower and had to keep away from everyone on set. But I think Kirsten wanted to, was avoiding him. I think that she was really smart in the way she played it where it's just atmospherically she was not allowing him into her space so that when yes. she saw him he was truly imposing and scared her and made mm-hmm. her anxious and it reads so clearly like how trapped this woman is and how steadily more trapped she feels throughout the movie. I'm telling you that rope sound, the score yeah, should win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The score yeah. should win the Oscar the score should because win. just how tight they make the atmosphere feel for yeah. her because the movie is about her anxiety. The movie is about how she is a, she is a like about to burst. She's, She's a being dam wound. that's about yeah. to break. Yes. The way this scene is cut together, I guess, I mean, if I can tell that it's like really good direction on the same token as like, if I can tell that it's bad direction, then it's bad. If I can tell, if I can tell it's good, it's good because I'm mm. stupid. The, the scene where she's practicing the piano as he's playing the banjo. I'm like, this is incredible. Just brilliant. Is so scary. And she's, and they're both performing it so well. Yeah. Oh, she's like, look, she looks so weak at the piano. Not weak, but just like vulnerable. And she's just like trying to like learn this. Defeated. Oh my God. Defeated. She, oh. I, I mean, I mean, like she she truly, you genuinely, I mean, the movie doesn't work if it's not a battle for her life. Yeah. So it's like, you know, her son and her new brother-in-law are like literally at the end of the movie basically faced with, they're on different sides of the agreement of whether she mm-hmm. should be happy or unhappy. And you know what I mean? Like, and just the way that the ending unfolds, Cody Smith McPhee, he's been winning everything in terms of the critics awards. Like, yeah. He, I mean, this is a performance you w- will always remember. You yes. will never forget him in this movie. Like it's just that it's, boy hula hooping. 
you'll never forget. The hula hooping, the specificity of that I know, decision. I know, like I know, I know, I know. so much of it was so like he made little paper flowers. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like this faggot. movie is fucking his movie is about a faggot. It is. A, a, faggot and the, a faggot and the women they worship. Yes, honey. A faggot and his mother. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what the that's movie what should, the be title should be called. Is it our title of Ep? A faggot and his mother. A faggot. It should be called Power of the Dog. A faggot, a faggot and, and his mother. <laughs> oh my God. We'll be getting so much trouble. No. Let's do it. <sighs> Anyways, mind. that movie was something. I need to watch it again. I've been meaning to. Um, Jesse, too. Jesse was great. Oh, fab. Ugh. Jesse Plemons is, he's such a good actor. I mean, like, it just everyone from top to bottom. But I'm telling you, like, just this, the, every decision that they made. And I love when the score really feels atmospheric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And, and it's so, it, it's, it's such an amazing tool that I wish more movies would get more risky with in terms of how to um, strengthen the story. Like, yes. I just, it's, I don't know. I just love that element of it all. Did you feel as though the lost daughter gave you as much excitement and passion? I was very anxious. Another movie about anxious woman. It is anxious times. It is anxious times. And literally Final Fantasy XIV is about like the world ending. And it, yeah. but in a way that is so like visceral and scary. Not like, oh apocalypse anyway i'm just saying like there's just a lot of like anxious content out there i mean don't i, I tried st- i tried to start station 11 and i just need to i just need to go back to it at some point yeah. um but i know it's brilliant and i know it's wonderful and that and here mariah is a genius but i need to just like not watch that especially after having watched don't look up yeah um okay but sorry lost daughter i really enjoyed it loved i loved it i felt like i was dakota at the end you were Dakota. She, she, she just is my favorite type of character in the film. Yeah. Angry hot girl. She was gorgeous in that. She was so <laughs> beautiful in it. It was so shocking. And like, yes, you get it because Olivia Coleman is there and you're like, yeah, that is the girl you stare at at the beach. Yeah. 100%. That is the girl. Like, you know, and then when she comes over and is like giving her attention, <laughs> it's like, it is a little like part of me was like, a little like it was like a little psychosexual for me. I was like, yeah. I was like living. I really enjoyed. I'm sorry, I'm just repeating myself, but like the so apparently the ending is different from the book. Uh huh. So in the end, she like spoiler alert. Oh, well, people people might get mad. Well, I just let, let me just say that the endings are different. Um, okay. but that the doll missing really was giving me anxiety. Up to up to the fever pitch uh, and in the in the, in the climb and just in the in the sort of ending moments of the movie. Well, something really smart that I thought that Maggie Gyllenhaal did in order to create tension and like irritation in every scene is in the in this anatomy of a scene that they yeah, did yeah, yeah. that I watched on YouTube. She was talking about how like the crying of the babies, like the volume was never lowered. So like in the uh, scenes where like this, this, the girls are out and crying, you hear it the whole time. Yeah. Because it's like really important in the movie that you understand <gasps> like what it genuinely is to be around a child and the responsibility of being like sort of like 
irritated by that noise, but responsible for that noise. Oh, this and in movie charge made me of, never want to have a child. A hundred percent. And I think that that was just, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal fucking knocked this out of the park. Yeah, she did great. She is amazing. And I can't wait to see more from her as a, as a writer and director. I mean, come on, slam. Fucking wait, she up. wrote? Yes. It's oh based God, on, a, it's based her. on Elena, Elena Ferrante, Ferrante yeah. novel, but I mean, um, so is she's she's probably what what's, what else is, is adapted gonna be? She's certainly for? getting awards attention. Yeah, and okay. I I, th- I think she will be nominated. West Side will be nominated for adapted, of course. Yes, well, she has a best director nomination from the Golden Globe Awards. She didn't win, oh, but great. she is like in that conversation. But Love in terms it. of adapted screenplay, yeah, I mean, I think Power of the Dog is winning. Oh, it was a book. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that's right. I knew this. I knew this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it's an adapted screenplay. But anyway, okay, um, yeah. And then original is interesting. I mean, Don't Look Up is definitely in that conversation, as is being the Ricardos. What did you feel about Don't Look Up? People are polarized. Polarized. I I didn't hate it because I was led to believe that it was like one of the worst films ever made. But by the right. way, people were talking about it online. I watched it. And the only big thing that bums me out is, well... You know, it's that thing where I hate this sounds so annoying, but you know, it's like people say like satire is not effective. Satire needs like a clarity of purpose and a clear target. Otherwise, it just contributes to the thing that it's trying to satirize. I think that's textbook what this movie kind of like falls into where it's like it's being very cynical about the cynicism of people. Like mm-hmm. the, the way it shows people's cynicism is very cynical. And so therefore it just contributes to the cynicism. And so you watch the movie and you're supposed to, and I know you're supposed to feel like really bummed out, like bummed out. But um, I just think there was no, like the way it was apolitical to me made it have no teeth. And I think I'm sure it wasn't Adam McKay's decision. I'm sure he got notes where it was like, you can't alienate like a political party here, but performances were fun. Um, Tonally it was kind of a mess. Like I kind of, I think I really enjoyed the parts where like it felt like a broad comedy, like when our like during Ariana song and like the lyrics being so ridiculous. I'm like, see, like now it feels like an old Adam McKay movie that I love to watch. And why mm-hmm. can't it be more like that instead of this like, I don't know, um, dramatically or just tonally tense, convoluted thing? Yeah, I think that it could have like basically you'll agree with me when I say it just didn't really have any heart yeah. And so that made it hard. And I, I completely understand in a script where, you know, characters are that cardboard where that would be fine. And like, you know, we could sort of move through this as a satire. But I also thought that there were moments where we could have cared about the characters or maybe they wanted us to care about the characters. And I just never got there for, no. for any of them. I think by the numbers, I think that script, like it definitely did what it was setting out to do. It definitely made, you know, made me think yes but also these are things of course i've already thought about a million times like i i feel like we've made this assessment before but that could just be because the media landscape is different now and we feel like twitter you know it's so hard to be on top of it that it was just kind of impossible for this movie to be like exactly on the nose like nailed it um and so you know admirable try but the thing is I guess I just wish I cared more about the characters ultimately because I certainly was laughing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe it could have been just a 
punched up a little bit, but I definitely thought a lot of it was funny. I mean, when they when they made big choices, like I was down for it. I just wonder if there's a fucking incredible movie like hidden somewhere I in this know. good movie. There you must know? have. There, I'm sure there was. Um, weirdly, like my favorite scene was like Leo and Kate Blanchett like talking postcoital that first time. Being yeah. Like, okay, let's like share details about. It. I mean, like yeah, like that's like. Why that? Why is that coming like an hour into the movie or whatever? Like, why couldn't this have been much sooner? Where I know a single thing about Leo's character. It was forty minutes too long, too. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I mean that's pretty much a note I have for almost everything is forty minutes too long. That's the number. It really is forty, and it's giving forty. Even for the TV shows, the proportion it doesn't proportionize. It's still forty minutes. Well, this is another thing I wanted to say is just like when I when I think about like like film versus TV, it's like. I thought, don't look up. Yeah, I was like, it's a good satire. Then I watched Search Party season five. That Perfect is, segue. A, Perfect that is segue. a brilliant. I mean, it honestly not made me like, don't look up less, but I just compared them as satires of our culture. And maybe because like Search Party has been able to examine more and get more specific about what they're doing, they're able to achieve it to, in a much better way. But I just thought that dwarfed Don't Look Up as a satire. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. last season, have do you know about it? Have you I know about it? it. I have not started yet because I have just been very busy, too busy, and that's not a good enough excuse. As a true search party stan, hosted the podcast, lest yes, we forget. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, we are both I, family. I, I, I wanted to, like, I want to really sit with it. Yeah. It just fucking knocked it out of the park, I think. They made insane choices. I love it. But it, And I was like, this is people who are decidedly not third graders but didn't forget their inner third grader. They watched, They made things happen on this show. This show went for it like you can't even fucking imagine. It becomes a different genre. It's truly thrilling. But that's what Search Party is always... That That's the beauty of Search Party. It changes yes. genres every fucking season. Yes. Well, they just did it again. And then, like, on top of it all, being as inventive and creative and hilarious as they are, like, the performances are, again, amazing. I mean... Fucking Alia Shawkat should be nominated for an Emmy for this. And like John Early and Meredith Hagner, these performances are amazing. John Reynolds, like across the board, like these, they're fucking crushing it. I -hmm. mean, John is so funny on it. Meredith Hagner is so incredible on that show. And it's just thematically, it fucking, fucking nailed it as a series finale. And I'll just say without giving away too much, like, this is the big conversation about spoiler culture, about when is okay. it okay? Like, when is it okay to talk about Search Party? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. And this is the conversation. You're right. Not, to, yeah. Thank you for but being, we won't, But for... we won't spoil it here. We won't spoil it here. I just, okay, I, okay. I'm over the moon about it. And shout out to Greta. Shout out to Larry. Shout out to Joe Castle Baker. Shout out to Grace oh. Colin Schmidt. Shout out to, like, so many people on that fucking cast that nailed it. I mean, it was just so good. Josh Sharp, Sam Aparna, Nancherla, oh my god, was amazing in it. Like, just you gotta watch Search Party. Julio Torres, Julio, Sir, <laughs> Jeffrey Self. Oh my Jeffrey. god, like give it up. I, I literally, I'm obsessed with the show. Oh, okay, amazing. It is such an incredible show, and like, I, I, I do think, I do think Charles and SV are geniuses. I mean, true geniuses. It's just wild. Yeah. Can I just quickly say Euphoria is off to really the, the more anxiety content. It's just the whole <gasps> episode was anxiety. It's it's almost like gratuitous. It's always been gratuitous. It's always you could argue been about style over substance in a way, and like that's fine. 
the fact that you still get these amazing this is the thing I want to point out about Euphoria in my mind is that it is it is a show that um you watch and you go I don't remember anything that's happened but I remember all these people which is to say that the writing and the storytelling is not super strong and has been called weak I think but meanwhile in spite of that all the actors give incredible performances and I think that is still a show that that's absolutely a show worth watching and then, like, all these people, like, you know, like, I think they're household names at this point. Not household, but, like, you know. No, who, they're like, stars. Sydney Jacob Lordy is, Sydney. Yeah. And, by the way, oh, my God. Sydney is one of, one of the greats. I mean, I think she's been anointed. I'm obsessed with her. But, like, I mean, White Lotus, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's the, that's, like, the quiet, shy girl from Euphoria. She's and, earned it. But after White Lotus, I was like, okay, great. Like, I loved that character and that performance. She does some, she does so many things in this first episode of the season that I'm like, Jesus Christ. Absolute star. Um, you will hate it because there's just a lot of violence. And, and, and like, it, like, it starts out in like a very Scorsese way. And it kind of maintains that throughout the rest of the, the episode where it's, there's just a lot of like violence and drugs and like <laughs> just like crazy shit. And um, it's hard to watch, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like my my I will watch it and I will check it out. But it's just like like you've been saying, like so much of media is anxious lately yeah, yeah. that I'm just like, I think that's why I gravitate towards a lot of lighter things, just because I like so many don't want to add anxiety into my plate. But I'm saying even like and just like that is anxiety content now, because with what I'm saying, it's like every scene is like, I hope I don't say the wrong thing or do the wrong. Yeah, you right. Know? I'm like, and even and also even that show is killing and destroying. Yes. Oh, death and suffering <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> killing and destroying. Like Frida suffered, but is still that bitch. That isn't just like that. Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw suffered is a lot. Frida. Yeah, is she Frida. has suffered and she is still that girl. Should the title be She Has Suffered and She Is Still That Girl? I think we need some context. So either it's Power of the Dog, A Faggot and His Mother, or it's Frida, She Has Suffered, Frida, colon, She Has Suffered and She's Still But the that episode girl. is not about Frida. The episode's theme is She Has Suffered and She Is Still That Girl. Fine. Okay, yes, you're right. You're right. That's, I that's love that title. as a long title for us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she has suffered and she is still, still that, girl. that girl. That's us, babe. Because the it's not, I thank you for making it and she is still instead of but she is still because it's not in spite of suffering. No, it's in addition to mama. And maybe even a direct result, honey, darling dear. Let me tell you something. Tell me. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Stand, Stand a, little a little taller. taller. Doesn't mean I'm lonely when I'm alone. alone. When I'm alone. Ooh. Girl, I think it's time to move on. I'm looking at my list here like, what did we miss? Like, oh, I didn't tell you I watched all of Ted Lasso with my parents. Just kidding. Yes, I did. I meant I didn't tell the readers. I did. I love that show. Have you been watching Project Runway? I haven't, but I heard about this Housewives Challenge. This season is amazing, and the Housewives were on a challenge, and I've never screamed before at a Project Runway um, final runway, but I was screaming up off my feet, screaming at the for the Housewives and the designs oh, the and, the and, the way, and the way that they wore them. Who was there? It was Wendy, Giselle. It was Wendy, Karen. Giselle, and Karen from Potomac. Amazing, amazing. It was Sharon Storms and um, Gina from OC, which, by the way, I've started watching OC, and I'm obsessed, and they picked two good <laughs> ones. And from New York, it was Leah and Lou. And so it was all of them. And then I have to tell you, 
the way that Giselle and Lou looked on the runway and also Shannon, like Bowen, you and just Giselle looked good. They looked amazing. Of course. They See, that, looked amazing. This is the untapped potential of Giselle if you put her in good clothes. She wore this, like, I'm telling you, you have to watch this episode. Everyone just watched the episode of Project Runway this season with the Housewives. Even if you don't watch it, or if you do, you know this season is really good. I'm watching good. it. I'm watching this I'm, one. Yeah. Oh, please. Like, it is so, so good. I personally am Team Chastity, but I also think that Chantel might win. Okay. But and but those are my uh, predictions. But anyway, this episode was absolute fire. And Wendy gets into it with one of the contestants, Christina. I said, Dr. Wendy, I don't know. No, we have to. She's a former guest. I mean, I stand by her 100%. But we stand I, by her. I, I, but that got there for me where I was like, oh, no. Is, is there going to be conflict on the episode between the housewife and the designer? And there was. And it was our girl, Dr. Wendy. But I think I agree with her. Okay. And that's... That's all that matters. All right, let me see. What do we think of um? What do we think of Drag Race? Oh well, obviously we're Team Willow Pill and Team Cornbread. Absolutely. I mean, just already the Runaway Stars. Were there any other contestants? Uh, Bosco is going to be interesting. I think I'm into Bosco. Definitely, he is of interest. Of interest. Um, but Cornbread is a superstar, and Cornbread I is narrating already, like getting so much praise. She yeah, she has it all. Willow Pill may be a comedic icon. Someone said this in the group chat the other night, but the fact that Willow Pill posts like quality memes <laughs> yeah. on her stories means yeah. means good thing. Means that Joel you can trust that. her. Yeah, Joel. Yes, Joel Kim Booster said that, and um, I mean, I I think I'm I have there hasn't been an entrance in a while that has stuck with me this way. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> the angle shirt. Angle. Just the fact that that's how she came into the workroom. And then you, remember, remember the remember the part where like in the workroom and in, in the beginning where like her sunglasses kept falling off. Yeah. If you go back and watch that, it's really funny. The first time that happened, <laughs> she goes, "Oh shit!" Like she says, "Oh shit!" In the funniest <laughs> way. I just I'm obsessed with her. I rewatched her talent like five times. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is so. I don't know. Insane. It's insane. It's almost like a comedy person, like hacked drag race. Like Like a genuine, like someone you would see at the annoyance theater. I think Dave Mazzoni said that. (laughs) Yeah. It's very annoyance. It's very annoyance theater, like Brooklyn or Chicago, whichever you choose. Like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I love, and then thank God Rue loves it. Yeah. Rue loves it. But like, if you go and look at Willow Pill's stories, she's, she's a funny, (laughs) funny, motherfucker just posting like crazy filters on her face be- and then just the caption being I did weed <laughs> she's she makes me laugh like I, there hasn't been this is this is my complaint about drag race for the longest time in the last few seasons I'm like mm-hmm. there hasn't been someone that I'm like I want to hang out with them yeah or I want to yeah. or I want to like I, I look up to them in a way like like I, I think back on like season five and I'm like I looked up to all of these girls being like I want to like be more like Jinx Monsoon. I want to be more like Alaska. Like there hasn't been that girl in a while for me. We're also but Willow, older than a lot of them. Now. I know, I know. But with Willow, she's fucking 26. And I'm like, she, yeah. I have things to learn from her. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I just, I don't know. I was so transported when she did that number. And I'm so happy they let them use that Enya song. You know what I mean? Like I was just so taken back to a time when i don't know like we used to watch freak performances like that we used to do freak yes, performances like I'm, that like that I was an era it. yeah <sighs> anyway very yeah there's like a diy quality. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, way to put it. What else? Oh, we watched Free Guy. Oh my God. Here's, get this. Matt and I got really stoned in CDMX with Sudi and Mo. By the way, there's been Mo Erasure on the socials. Mo, Mo Frypassic, previous guest of the show, was there with us. Yes. Um, we got stoned one night and watched Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer and Taika Waititi. And we loved. And we loved it. Your girl was crying. You at were the crying. End. I was crying at the end. Jodie Comer and the dude from Stranger Things. Oh made, yeah, made oh. me cry. They made me cry. Chunky tears. No one was really selling it out, you know? Like, no. it's a very, like, big budget, like... Or it's a Sean Levy film. I tend to like Sean Levy films. No. I I kind of love Date Night as a movie. <laughs> and Night at, the, Night at the Museum. I'll confess I haven't seen any of that. But this movie, I was just like... It just felt, like, really smart. Really smart. It took a second for us to, like buy into the logic of the of, of of the world. Directorially, I think it would have been helpful to see them speaking in their real live bodies to the screen. Yeah. A couple just to get across that that was how they were communicating with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But alas, Ryan, you said something about Ryan that I so agree with. You were like, he is such an effective comedic performer he's the, just the best i mean he's so specific in his movements the way he knows just how to be on camera he is just an incredibly like like he's just a 10 out of 10 movie actor star movie you know star, what i mean yeah, he's just yeah, like yeah. he's always going to get across the right emotion he is just dependable he's funny he's super cute and he seems like he has a lot of energy like he mm-hmm. gives a lot of energy to every take and he's just I mean, he's one of our best, for sure. He's one of our best. Like, I told you, right? Like, Just Friends, he has to do so... He he has a very hard job to do on Just Friends. He's one of the actors out there who's super handsome, and so he doesn't get a lot of the credit for doing this comedy. Yes. The number of times we've talked about the proposal and sort of brushed past Ryan yeah. is criminal. We should be putting in the institutions. No, he's just he's supposed to be in the institution, okay? I'm saying we should be put in the institutions oh, for oh, not okay. for erasing him. So we need to be put in institutions for erasing him and he needs to be one of the institutions. The institutions. Okay. Say that. Say, say that. that. And I think that that is as good as you can possibly say it. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Erica Jane. Erica Jane, sorry. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. 
I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, this is, I don't think so, honey. This is our segment where we each take one minute to tackle something in culture, something that's really fruiting our loops. And uh, I have something. Do you have something? You know I do. Okay, here we go. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey, of the Golden Globes um, (laughs) tweeting out the winners (laughs) and whoever they hired to do that and be in charge of that process. I believe (laughs) one of the tweets said, laughs are all it takes. And that's why West Side Story wins best musical comedy. It's like, hmm. It's like, maybe just make sure that before it gets, I don't know, tweeted out, it makes sense, like in in terms of like the fucking sheet you filled out, the drag and drop thing you did for whoever idiot was running seconds. your Twitter. I don't think so, honey. Also, just trying to make it sound like announcers were saying it was simply embarrassing. Like, here's what you do: put the winner in big font and put the category in little font. We have the information. We got it. We'll take care of the celebration. Hun. I don't think so, honey, that you need to monitor and present in this way. I understand that tweets should be funny, but when you're at the Golden Globes, it's like, just get the information Five out seconds. there. You know what I mean? We've kind of had enough of like what your personalities are. So I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. <laughs> Thank you for addressing this. The tweet, I believe, I will also, I'm also paraphrasing, but um, was... 
if laughter is the best medicine, then West Side, then at West Side Story, the movie is the cure for what ails you. Like it's so funny. I think that is one of the that is one of the more iconic tweets of the last several years. If you over the last five years of watching the Oscars and the Golden Globes haven't gotten it in your head that it is all such so like stupid. they're so stupid then I don't know what to do because yes of course they're fun to watch and you know like sort of guess about and they're fun to follow but when you watch a ceremony where they can't announce the right winner wrong names of presenters are being said like this tweet thing is happening like you find out about the lack of diversity and like the fact that it's it is what it is like the bullshit gets unveiled about Harvey Weinstein like you we have to be able to laugh at this shit it is oh, such yes. a circle jerk but it is fun it is fun, fun to follow I guess I am just, I was about to say like a similar thing to what I was going to say, to what I said about, and just like that, where I'm like, I do miss the days when I didn't know all that. Yeah. When like, I did take it seriously and now there's no going back, but that's because we got older and learned more. Yeah. I have something. I love to hear that you have something. My phone okay. is over there. I'm just going to grab it because I, I don't want to make my sister, who I'm very afraid of, because you should literally see them right now. They look like Erica Jane Girardi. They look like Erica Girardi, literally the house down, the way they're looking at me right now. I'm going to get my phone. Get your phone. Okay. Hopefully he doesn't kill me. <laughs> um, okay. I have the clock up. Bell okay. and Yang, do you have your I don't think so, honey, topic? I do. I love that. This is Bell and Yang's I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Licorice pizza using, being the latest thing to like, use an Asian accent as a play for laughs. Like I get that all of the adult male figures in this movie are supposed to be like ridiculous and despicable and he should not want to be like them. And that all of his adult male figures in his life are like awful people. But the fact that this was used as a runner is what kind of gets to me the most. Like there was, there were at least two times when it came back, like, or when it was like a beat where like, he's trying to speak an Asian gibberish language to like his new Japanese wife. It's like that bullshit thing of like everyone thinking that like Asian people are the last race you can make fun of. I will. I'm here to say that the thing that white people are the least creative about the number one thing they're the least creative about. It is Asian jokes. It is joking or making light of Asian people in the way they talk and the way they look like it's enough enough. Let's just like, move past it. This is not to be all like hashtag stop Asian hate. Has that been one minute? Yes, but yes. But like, it's just like, why are we, it's taking me out of it. And why can't I just enjoy Danielle Himes exquisite acting as a supporting character? And of course, Alana is amazing. Mm. I was just like, kind of like, I hate to be like Asian police, but I kind of was like in my chair at the theater, like, well, that sucks. And now I have to like spend the next 15 minutes like recalibrating to this because I got so thrown by that, by fucking John Michael Higgins doing that insane thing. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was PT. I don't know if it was John Michael Higgins. I don't know. I mean, like they like cast the fuck, these fucking Japanese people to be in it. I'm like, this was very intentional. I'm like, this is like, very specifically executed and I'm like okay well I don't know if it's a good enough reason that like PTA grew up in LA with Japanese restaurants in his life like I don't know I don't know I love him as a director I think I really enjoyed the movie it just really was this thing that like kind of like soured the whole thing for me Mm. I don't know yeah 
one of our friends was like, it's Lady Bird, but for boys or like, oh, yeah, fuck said that. that. I mean, I like it as a coming of age movie. Yeah, great. I just it was this thing where like, I hate that it's being played for laughs in this way. Yeah, I totally like, understand. I, I don't think is an accident that I think like PTA probably was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's roll like let's this is what I want. OK, cool. Cut. Let's move on. Like he was very OK with it in a way that yeah. I'm like, that sucks. Anyway. I, I like haven't wanted to see it because of that, because of the re- central relationship. Like, oh, like it upsets you that like a 20- it doesn't upset me. It just yeah. is like, why is she 24 and he's 15? Like, do we need that for the story? I, I, I don't I have to, I should see it. I, I definitely should see it. But all I know is like everything I hear about it, I don't love. OK, yeah, it is a great moment to see the Heim sisters sort of act down. Love that. Would love to see more of them in film. We need them. Wishing for the success. We need them on screen. We need them on screen. Benny Safdie, iconic, legend. We loved. Did we love Bradley? We loved Bradley Cooper. Bradley was funny. Bradley was funny. But again, like Bradley, Bradley's like sort of, I don't know, portrayal of masculinity is like very specific to that era. And I don't know that it's like specific to that era that like John Michael Higgins would be like someone who's like, I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm just like literally Matt. There's like, Mm. Like for at least like three exchanges, like it's John Michael Higgins and his wife talking to the main character's mom, who is like trying to like write copy or something for their restaurant. And he's translating to her and like speaking this like psycho Japanese gibberish. And then like three, like, like three lines later, the mom's like, what is she saying? Or what are you saying? And he goes, oh, I have no idea. I don't know the language. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? Yeah, it just feels like there's there's every no like it, that's, other not a, that's not that's not a snapshot. It's not a, it's not like it's a snapshot of the era. It's not like it's I don't know. It's not like it's saying this is something universal universal about adulthood or masculinity. It's like it's just in essence an Asian joke baldly put out there as an Asian joke. Yeah, that's very odd. Anyway, that's all. Well, listen, I think that we have an enemy in the Oscar race. And Paul Thomas Anderson. It's Paul Thomas. It's PTA. And it's like <laughs> Rich Pizza. And this year, we're setting our crosshairs on you. You're going down. Readers and publicists, your job is your to first not job. like Licorice Pizza. <laughs> Deal? Get the word out there. We don't like it. Do it or you're fired. <laughs> Sink this film in the Oscar race <laughs> now. Get out there and do it. The Oscar race is what everyone cares about. It's the only real thing in this town. Fuck it up for us now thank you i decree <laughs> and that's more than say <laughs> to decree is more than say that's it's rule of culture number 150 to, to decree is more is more than, than say. say girl the power you are sitting in is really really beautiful what era are we in not charizard's but corn silk corn silk era Girl, I just am excited to go into this year with you for another year of culture, talking to guests. We have some fun guests coming. And to really react to the news of the day. I can't wait to just sit back and see what happens next in this crazy world of Las Culturistas. We end every single episode of our long-running show with a song. I can't think of any stuff. You're simply the best. Better than all the rest. Better than anyone. 
There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. And creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.